Good morning from wherever and whenever you are tuning in from to our present and future community selves. Uh, I'm glad that you're here with us. I'm Pastor Ryan, and we're just starting our series on I Want to Know What Love Is series. And for this series, we're looking at how love is demonstrated through God and in its different characteristics. And today we're reflecting on God as protector. I have to admit that I picked up this sermon because I saw Psalms 21 on the list, and it's one of my favorite psalms. And it's one of my favorites because in a difficult time in my life, I decided that I wanted to slowly read through some of the psalms. And to do that, the way I would do it was that I would translate both the Greek translation to English and the Hebrew translation to English. And so I would go through it, each psalm, word by word, phrase by phrase, and come up with my own translation to see if I could find something new about it, and to really take my time through reading through the psalms. And so this one was probably my by far favorite psalm that I read when I did this practice. And so when I saw it, even though there's so much going on in my life right now, I was like, I cannot pass up this opportunity to preach on my favorite psalm. So my language skills are pretty weak, and so it would take me like anywhere from like a week to go through an eight-verse psalm like this one, because it would take me probably like eight hours or something to go through it, because my language skills are so weak. But uh, this one, like I said, just revealed so much to me personally, and um, just, uh, it's just one of my favorites. And so uh, this morning as we read the book of Psalms, it's important for us to remember that Psalms is a collection of poems, songs, hymns, written by various different authors. And when we read Psalms, we're to read it in its artistic form that it was created in. And particularly this morning, we're reading from Psalms 121, which is considered to be a hymn. Psalms 21 is titled, A Song of Ascents. It's also known as a traveler's psalm because the psalm was sung during a travel to worship at the temple. Those that were on the journey to worship at the temple would have traveled long and far, and the journey would have been demanding and tiresome. The travelers would have walked alongside dangerous cliffs, and they would have collapsed, causing serious injury or death. They would have to fight the heat of the day, risking serious sunburns, extreme dehydration, heat stroke. During the night, they would have risked traveling during the extreme cold of night, which could possibly lead to frostbite or hypothermia. There's no doubt that their journey was fill, filled with difficulties, hardships, and was exhausting. As they began their journey, they would have traveled not being able to see the end of their destination, but however, knowing that the journey was powered by reaching the end goal of being, to wor- being able to worship in God's presence at the temple. As we read this psalm, remember that it was sang as an ancient hymn. And I also want us to consider whether you think it was sung as an individual experience or as a collective communal one. Psalms 121 reads, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, 
nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. The traveler first declares, I lift my eyes to the hills as an imagery of looking at and towards the temple, the dwelling place of the Lord. Then asks, where does my help come from? Where is my help? How many times have you looked to God asking, where is my help? How many times have you desperately cried out to God for help? And immediately the psalmist answers their own question, stating, my help is found in the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Without a doubt, the psalmist has an experiential knowing as the Lord as a helper. How many times has God responded to your call for help? How many times has God been there for you when you needed God? It's here in verse 3 that the hymn that makes this astonishing but very subtle turn. We realize that the traveler is not alone. The language from first person, my eyes, my help, changes to second person. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day. And it goes on and on. We realize that this community of travelers is together singing this hymn. Together they are declaring the Lord's character to the fellow traveler standing beside them and journeying with them. In this encouragement, in the midst of exhaustion from the journey, they found that there's hope on the horizon, and they're not alone in the exhaustion that they're feeling. The psalm gives us a picture of a community that is walking alongside of each other over through the difficulties of their journey, only to recall and claim that God has their personal help but to encourage others around them of God who they have experienced. We see this beautiful movement of love between God and the community and this mutual love between the members of the traveling community together. During the pandemic, I got really good at binge watching TV. I don't know if I'm the only one, (laughs) but Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, you name it, I was already really good at it before the pandemic, but I got really good at it during the pandemic. I just finished watching Station Eleven on HBO and absolutely loved it. It's based on a novel published in 2014, 2014, by Emily St. John Mandel. And it's a post-apocalyptic series, which I'm personally a sucker for. And the premise of the book in the series is that a virus has come and killed a majority of the population. Oh. Oh. They're learning how to live in a post-pandemic life. And so this TV series follows some main characters, and it really highlights the power of art in the midst of such difficult journeys. Without trying to give too much away, because even someone in our AV booth has said they're in the middle of the series right now, One of my favorite scenes comes near the end of the series. 
You can cover your ears if you want. Uh, when a main character, who shall not be named, uh, has to play the role of a doctor to help deliver babies. So there's a trained doctor there who's there giving them a little pep talk, trying to have a deep conversation with them to prepare them for this huge ordeal that's going to happen. The doctor says to them, after this character's already shared how they've lost people in their lives because of the pandemic, they say the courage to bear witness to death is the job. The courage to be there. The courage to be there. Man, I watched that scene and I started crying. As like someone working in a helping profession, that just resonated with me. The ministry of presence can often speak volumes when you don't know what to say or what the right thing to say is, but showing up for someone in their journey, walking with them, encouraging them along the way is the way of love. So are you inviting people along with you in your journey? Are you asking for help when you need it? And are you walking alongside others in their journey? There's still more beauty to be found in this psalm. As the pilgrims look to the temple, they see the surrounding walls. They see on top of those walls stand guards, watching over, protecting, keeping the people in the city safe. There's never a moment where the guard is not attentive and alert to watching over the people in the city. And I was, as I was doing my slow reading in Hebrew, I noticed that the writer uses the image of God six times in this passage. And you might miss it because each time the form of the word keep is used, it can also be translated to represent guard and protector. So verse 3, he who keeps, guards, protects you will not slumber. Verse 4, who keeps guards and protects Israel. The Lord is your keeper, your guard, and your protector. The Lord will keep, guard, and protect you from all evil. He will keep, guard, and protect your life. And finally, verse 8, the Lord, is, the Lord will keep, guard, and protect your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. It's this huge clue that is written here in this passage that Whenever you see this repetition that is always occurring, the psalmist really has a point to make here. They're continually reminding each other and their community that God was with them through their entire journey. During the dangerous cliffs, God was there. During the heat of the day, God was there. During the cold of night, God was there. Through their entire journey, God was watching over, protecting them, and guarding them. The community declares in a song that as the guard watches over the city and the temple, the Lord watched and watches over us in our journey. This is the God who, was, who will always keep watch over us from now and forevermore. The Lord has kept the Israelites safe through their dangerous cliffs, the raging sun, the freezing night, surely the Lord will continue to keep me safe. 
A couple months ago, I got the dreaded phone call from Saki that she was in a car accident. And of course, as soon as you get that, your heart sinks. And she was so calm and reassuring on the phone. I'm okay, don't worry. But uh, I drove over to the accident, it being close by, and seeing the damage to the car was so scary, seeing that her airbags had deployed. And here's a picture of what her car looked like after it was towed. It's been months since the accident, and she walked away with minimal bruising, and she quickly had some small body aches, in a situation that could have been worse, I'm so thankful that she was okay. I felt so reassured that God had protected her in that accident. And while I know this isn't always the case, I felt that in our particular situation, I'd like to attribute God to protecting her. I felt God's love for her and us. I want you to ask yourself, can you remember a time when you felt like God kept guard and protected you? As we close, I want to ask you some more questions as we seek to be a home for the new humanity as a community. Can we be a community that walks alongside each other in love? A community that knows and declares that God is in the midst of our difficulties, that lovingly encourages those around us who are going through difficulties. Can we be a community that sings of who God is? As a traveling community finds hope in their anticipation of reaching the temple, the very place of God's presence, we find hope in our journey as we anticipate reaching the goal of God's kingdom established here on earth. But until that day comes, we get to be a part of showing God's presence here now with others. We know that God's loving protection travels with us now. In our journey, we look forward and hope knowing God's kingdom of restoration for all creation and all people will one day come. I'm going to invite Pastor January to come forward as I pray. God, we pray for your love, for your protection. God, we ask for strength to ask for help when we need it. We ask for encouragement when we need it. May you place those people in our lives to be a manifestation of who you are. God, give us the strength to walk with others, to not feel the pressure to have the right words, but to show up, to have the courage to be there, to bear witness. God, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.